Cattles podcast where we break things down to the very last compound. My name is Summit, aka the potty mouth of the South. And my name is Chris Mitchell, aka the actual factual. Yeah, boy. Listen, man, we've got the plug. The plug. We got the plug, bro. The I'm, plug I, you know what? I, I don't even know how this has come about, but I've just started calling our guest the plug. Um Who else did you call the plug? I don't know. Is there someone else? I can't remember. Someone's a plug. I can't remember. I call I call many people the plug, um, and it's right, because you're crew I, hopping, bro. You're crew hopping, bro. You're a big what, friend. What, you're a big friend. Yeah, what it is is I'm overcompensating for the fact that I want to be the plug, but I am not. Okay. So this is this is my way of doing it. You're but honest. No, this, yeah, yeah, I'm honest. But um, this is a really interesting episode because now we're we're going into a, a different realm of of music. We're stepping behind the scene once again, but this time we're talking to someone who who has been part of uh, tour management, music management, um, and has worked with a wealth of artists up and down from underground to, to people on top of their game and seen people who've gone from underground to wealth, the top of their game. Wealth of wealth of artists experience, you get me? This is important because mm-hmm. I think for for what we're trying to do in the platform we're trying to create, which we always bang on about, but I'm going to bang on once again. It's about bang information on. sharing. Yeah, it's information sharing and it's ensuring that people understand what it takes to be in this industry from people who are doing it, who are, mm. you know, pushing the needle, who are contributing to the culture. And Max is is someone who is doing that and continues to do that. So it was really interesting to hear his story, uh, his entry. He paid his dues. He is now super successful in what he does. He's now managing artists. And that, I think, is a is a wonderful story to tell. Yeah, I agree. There's nothing more to be said, bro. No, I, no, this this is good. I'm I'm so glad we reconnected after all this time. I've I mean I met he had to remind me, bro. Emilio Rojas. Yeah, Damn. bro. You know, Emilio Rojas was outside, bro. Like I swear there was um there was interest to sign him to uh Maybach. Yes, I probably I I, I think so. There was a, there were I think he had a lot of interest mm. to the label because he did um, that was a go ahead. No, I was just going to say that was the power of the blog era mm. and how you could build a buzz. And he did very well. He was all over. I remember, you know, Underground Head. He did a lot of stuff with um, M Phases, Ill Mind, oh, Superstition. He was all. He, I remember when they used to call him Psycho Rax One. Wow. That was his first name. Then it was Rax One. And then, and then Emilio Rojas. Yeah, yeah, man. Took, yo, he took me back. Mm. Donny Goins and then man, the blog era. Listen, I used listen. to, I used to, I, I used to talk to Donny Goins on a daily basis. Let's find him, but we'll talk about that off here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to talk to him on a daily basis, but um, but no, back Max, to the plug. Back, back to the plug. We've gone, we go way back, and it's just super, it's super. I mean, it's really good now we have the platform of, of the podcast and how we're moving that we can reconnect with with people. And you've met him as well. Mm. I'm going um, to also- be racking my brain tonight thinking where I met him. And I know Bro, it was with you. Yeah, I don't smoke weed, but my my my, um, my memory's hazy times mm. at times. So, uh, but no, look, this is Max and, and his story is wonderful and he's got so much to offer still. Um, and I can't wait to see what he does next. So this is Max, Breaking Atoms. Check it out. It's another special episode of the Breaking Atoms podcast. Today, we have a friend of the show. 
uh, someone that I've known for a very long time, not had a beer with ever. Um, he's mad at me for that still, even though I don't drink, but I will drink with him. Maybe some Douce or Look some rum, I'll definitely drink with him. But yeah, come on, come on, Douce and that. Um, but we have someone who is, I'm going to call him the plug. The plug. Uh, because I've, I, he, he the plug. he's the plug. Because <laughs> he has worked his way through this industry, working with some of the biggest names, uh, people on the rise. He's a music manager. He's a tour manager. He's a good guy. He He's friends of friends. We're talking to the one, the only Max Robin. How you doing, brother? How are you, man? All the way in France, bro. We're, we're taking it global now. And a Liverpool fan. There you go. There you go. There you okay, go. Okay, that's the end of this episode. I see what's going on. I see what's going on. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you guys for, for having me tonight. So it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure, you know. Uh, I've got I've got to catch a few uh, episodes already, uh, you know, uh, and then... Uh, and, you know, it's, it's it's beautiful to 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 hear so so many uh, of these stories and the OGs that like like talk about like hip hop in general is refreshing. No, for sure. Listen, we're all about talking to the people that we feel are impacting the culture, not just the artists, producers, but engineers, managers. It's about understanding and getting under the hood of everything, right? And actually highlighting the contributions to the whole ecosystem. And you're part of that. And it's very important that we do do that because we get so sucked in to trying to chase the, the, the quote unquote, the in uh, MC, the in singer, whether it be male or female, we're always trying to chase that, but we forget about the people that make everyone tick, right? The, the, you're only as strong as your team, right? And so we have to also highlight the people behind some of the greatest people in the game and the people making moves. And we've got to highlight the people behind them. So that's what this platform is about. So we appreciate you. Let's um let's start all the way back. How what's your start in music, bro? Where did you get started? So I grew up in France, grew up in Brittany. Um, um starting uh, you know, it all started with basketball, man. It, it was connected. Like all my teammates were listening to um, to hip hop and stuff, and uh, and um, had uh, like a couple rappers in my hometown uh, that I would hang out with. Started like with French rappers, um, really. But I've been dreaming of the state since I was, you know, a teenager. And uh, when I first um, got to meet like some of my idols at shows in France, and then. Uh, after when I moved to New York, I was already, uh, uh, I was a writer for some of the magazines uh, in France. And, um, you know, just um, slowly got to know people. And, and, and New York was, there's like a show every day. There's a DJ set every day. There's like Tony Touch playing there. And tomorrow there's Evil D there. And the next day, oh, Quest Love is coming. And then the next day, there's DJ Spinner at that club. And then, oh, yeah, there's a Smith & Wesson show and, you know, and so on. It's like every day it's the mecca for shows. And you don't have to drive three hours like L.A. to go to a show, you know. You can even catch two shows in one night. Facts. Know? I mean, I, I used to do that when I used to go to New York. You would You would start at like seven o'clock in the evening all the way right through to 
you know, you'll go to, like you said, you go to maybe Sutra or, or Toka Tuesdays and then you go to Mobile Mondays and then you'll go to All Day Brooklyn and then see Q-Tip spinning at some rooftop party. And it's just like, how is this happening? And it's just, it's every day. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. There's always something happening. So, no, facts, facts. That's that, that's amazing. And so then you got into, so how did you get into tour management then? Tour management, um, I'd say like some of the first people that made me realize that I was like good at like, you know, taking care of people, like just like helping were uh, the duck down people that would invite me at shows and they'd be like, you know, basically, can you hold this? Or can you like, here's some flyers, can you help? Or like, can you do this or carry that? And I was just like, that. yes, you know, like cats like, you know, uh, Buckshot or Sean Price or they would they would just show love or like taking still. Um, they were the first that would just like take me to some shows and um, and like my my roommate in New York at that time, um, Emilio Rojas. He um, he had like some dates in the U.S. and then we we had like he had he was bubbling at that time and then. Uh, and then we had planned a few dates in Europe and he, he was like, well, can you, can you just come with me? So that was like the first run. And at that time I was like, you know, working for Pharrell's brand, uh, building their boys club. I would do shows with NERD or the clips. Those were my first interaction. That's kind of like, I wouldn't call that being a tour manager. I, I'm, I'm not going to say I knew what I was doing. But I would, you know, hand out water and towels, which are the basics, you know, and and order some food and, you know, order pizza and whatever, whatever they need, you know. And and then after the first proper tours were with uh, Asher Roth, a great friend of mine. And and then after I would book and do everything from the promo to the bookings to the tour management. And that's Freddie Gibbs. And, and that started 2012. Uh, and, and, and I'm still Freddie Gibbs tour manager uh, today. Um, and, um, and then after, you know, case by case, just working with like, just like you said, you know, I can work with Freddie Gibbs and I can do a tour with Asher Roth. And then I can do a tour with Wiki. And, uh, you know, and, uh, and to me, it's, it's not necessarily about like, of course, if I hate your music, I'm not going to do it. But if you're a good person and, and like if we have like a connection, I don't need to be like, you know, like a fan, fan, fan of what you're doing. Right. You've got to be a good person. You've got to be uh, good at what you do. You've can, you can be a good uh, performer and a good artist live that I enjoy. And, and I don't even listen to your music um, at home, you know? You know, I, I, you know, I love JPEG Mafia. Do I listen to him in my living room? 
uh, not often. And and I and I and I love him as a person. And live, this guy is like crazy. And and um, I had no clue what I was getting into like uh, two years ago when I started like my first tour with him. And then we've we've done four tours together since. Awesome. And 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 he's you know, he, he wasn't necessarily like the type of guy I would listen to, but that's what's important for me. Just, just like you said, like there's like, there's different kinds of people in, in the industry and there's like music for everybody. But what's important is, 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 is human beings, you know, for sure. Just be a good person and respect mm. people. Yeah. I know that about you. You're, you're a vibes person. And I think when it comes to music and especially in the, in the work you do from, from Gibbs or Asheroth or Dom Kennedy or Wiki to Pharrell to, to, um, to Madlib, a, a lot of that, especially in, you know, you did your internship, right? So handing out the towels and stuff like that with Duck Dance, that's almost your internship into what snowballed into, you know, into the successful tour manager, music manager you are today. What would you say then would be outside of being a good person, what would you say are the other kind of successful traits of a tour manager for people who want to get involved in it? What would you say? Uh, number one thing, be a good listener because it's, when you're on tour, taking care of an artist, it's not about you. You forget about your person. The number one guy is that He's the star of the show. If you think about when you're hungry or when you're tired, then you're you're in the wrong business. You've got to think about when when Freddie's hungry, when he wants to smoke, or when when he's trying to go to the club, or when he's tired because he had like you know a long flight. You you can't think about like your personal problems because he has problems too. And this tour, it has his name on the poster. So that's the number one thing. Like second thing, which is something that I'm not going to lie. I, 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 I might have like failed at, at the beginning. Uh, I, it took me time to understand. And it's very important for anybody who's trying to get into this business you are not the artist's best friend. Mm. And, and, and you're the tour manager and, and you're, you're the tour manager. You're not his friend. You're not a part of his crew. You're not another rapper. You're not a DJ. You're not, you're the tour manager. So don't, if, if they go to the club after the show, or if they get back, don't get mad if they smoke or do whatever don't because like you've got to like you've got to stick to the script and stick to your position like who's gonna count money at the end of the show who's gonna like if the artist has an issue and he needs to get carried in in a uber or in a van or in the tour bus <laughs> like who's gonna take care of that? you if there's something popping because, you know, I mean, if you're on tour with Freddie Gibbs, it's 
is Gangsta Gibbs. Yeah. So you've got to you've got to be like, you know, not on alert all the time, but you've got to like be focused on your shit, and you can't be like, you know, doing some some random things or like. No, you you that, that, that I think that's really good advice, bro. That is like the friends thing, especially. I wasn't expecting that because I think. I think that goes for a lot of roles in the music business. People want to be friends. What we do too. Right? Even with us, like, you know, podcasters want to be friends with us. It's not about you. You know? It's, we don't... Who gives a <laughs> crap about you trying to be best friends with whoever? Like, it's the same thing, bro. Like, I think that's such a, a such sound advice you've given. And I'm so glad yeah, you said I, I, that, bro. I've been saying that to Summit a lot behind the scenes. I don't want to be friends with these people. I keep, I keep telling him. Not that he wants to be friends. It's just I'm telling him. But anyway, go ahead. If... if through the years you develop a friendship with one or two persons or like yes we can't be friends mm. with everybody you, yeah yeah good yeah. advice air yeah. horn that's what we need right they'll now come, they'll come air naturally. horns and gunshots we need it for that for that one I need I'm, air horns or gunshots right now that's I'm facts. friends I'm, 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 I'm friends with Asheroth you know like people know that you know that's my brother we were both Sixers fans we we like we go to tennis matches together. That's mm. my friend. We talk about food, women, traveling. You know, we, you know, we went on vacation to Rome together. Like, you know, like, like, you know, we like we're good friends, and and uh, we talk about anything, but we don't necessarily talk about music. You know. <laughs> uh, and, and some guys, you know, once the store is over, you know, it's like, I barely get a text, you know, you know, once in a while, you know, there's a comment here or there's like, Hey, what's up, bro? Hope you're good. That's it. You know, like, but, you know, and you've got to, you've got to know that because a lot of people, they, especially when you get into the business, you know, you've, you've like, Oh, wow. Like, and, and sometimes you, you live, crazy things there's things that happen that are like you know it's just all smokes and mirrors you know as and then there's that moment where you know there's uh, there's definitely crazy stories and 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 you live things with those guys being on tour it's just on that moment you can, it can't be forever i'm not trying to sound bitter but it's real. You know, it's real. I just want to say that I'm not Summit's yeah, friend. You talk about friends. He's not my friend. I don't like him. He's not my friend. <laughs> yeah. We don't yeah, we don't we don't go to tennis. No. We ain't been to Rome. It's not happening. He's not my friend. But go ahead. <laughs> nah, nah, yeah, we, we, we went to Rome for uh to watch a football match. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. We went to the, the Olympic Stadium and uh and um and I know uh, Sammy, I, I don't know about you, Chris, but uh, I know you like football, so you'll probably like that one where we, the Olympic Stadium in Rome is huge. It's like, it's like 60,000, I think. And it's beautiful. And it was AS Roma against uh, Torino. And we're like here, Toti was 40, and we're like, we just want to see the guy. You know, he's the legend here. And he's not playing. Fans on strike. 
like the the ultras uh, on strike. So we're like, what is going on here? 1-0, boring match. 85th minute, who comes in? Toti. He scores at the 87th, 1-1. He scores at like the 91st, 2-1. Wow. Like we, we were just like, what just happened? We just got blessed by the gods at 40. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you listen, so, for, for those incredible. who are not aware of uh, Fran- Francesco Totti, he is an absolute legend in football. Um, and he has done, uh, he's a one club man. I don't think he ever went he's to anywhere. He's a one he club a- man. He stayed like 20 or 25 years, uh, maybe more in, yeah. in, in Rome. And he's an absolute legend. Absolute legend. Man, you got to see Totti. Damn. Damn, you got yeah, to see Totti. And, and it, was, it was special because it was like his last season, you know, he was washed <laughs> and he comes and plays. <laughs> He comes and plays like walking on the pitch, like for five minutes at the 85th minute, bro. And he scores two. And we're like, and the whole stadium woke up like, wow, such a great memory. Oh, dope. You, um, you're talking about memories and uh, tour, tour stories and, you know, relationships with artists. What is it like? Because you know, me and Summit, massive, massive fans of Freddie Gibbs and Madlib like I can recall one day we went shopping yeah so he is my friend to some degree because we went shopping right so we went shopping and we bought the um oh pinata album so I bought it on CD he bought it on vinyl same day like Shitsville that's the one we've never seen we've never seen um uh Freddie Gibbs or Madlib live tell me some of your memories from being on the road with them and some of your favorite shows Some of my favorite. Um, Otis will never watch the show. Oh, he might. But, <laughs> but Otis um, is Madlib, by the way, for our listeners, Ferris. just to let them know. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, sorry. Madlib might not watch. I don't know. But I, I, I guess, I mean, that's his, uh, his least favorite show probably in his life. And it's also one of my favorite, but I know, uh, I, I know Freddie liked that show too, where it was the medicine tour in 2013, 2012. 2012. And in Paris, we had a show and it was their first tour together. Manlib doesn't tour that much and he hadn't toured in, in like a while and he had that thing called the silence of sound where he was literally mixing silence. I think he, he, um, they did like the, the forum in London, uh, right? Like on that tour. And in Paris, um, he's, he, uh, there's J-Rock killing it. Like just extremely good DJ. Um, and Madlib comes on and he does his Silence of Sound set before doing Pinata and with Freddie Gibbs. And Freddie is backstage, you know, chilling, drinking, whatever. And, and then we hear like blanks, you know, and it was my my like uh one of my first shows around with them. And it's like literally Madlib is playing. Uh, like samples or songs and he would put blanks like literally like 20 30 second blanks 
he would like put them on on kind of like on repeat you know just like but for him i think he's just trying to bless people with the type of music and the rare stuff that he was playing where people were just like we want pinata we want like like a rap show they didn't expect that you know and it was like really for connoisseurs and stuff and it's like uh this sample coming and he's just like uh, I remember all my life, it was saying the girl with the tit out. I, I couldn't name the, the, the artist of the record, but he's like, and then the girl with the tit out, the girl with the tit out, the girl with the tit out, the girl with the tit out. And then, and then he's, he plays another track, you know, same thing. And I guess people were not ready. So they started like booing and going crazy. You know, you know, Parisian crowds are not necessarily the best. They're like really harsh, you know, they're, they're really tough sometimes uh, with anybody. And they just started booing Malib and just like going crazy. And the promoter like ran uh, backstage and, you know, he was like, panic he was like yo what's going on is he drunk and i was like no that's like, that's just his concept you know this is just you have a mad lib here you know no and Definitely um, I've, I've, i heard he did something similar in london too my boy k knight told me but he really enjoyed yeah, it yeah the, the whole tour the whole tour and and you can probably go on youtube and find some cuts of it um And then the um, promoter came and gave me, and then uh, said, yo, can you send Gibbs out? So we just, uh, I grabbed the mic and I gave it to Freddie. He was like, yo, just come out, you know, and just tell him to play some shit. So Freddie came out, and uh, Madlib was so mad that he left uh, that night. So J-Rock was like uh, DJing for Freddie. And then uh, Madlib was just like standing right by, you know, and then... Uh, Freddie came out, he just took his shirt off and being like straight up gangster, you know, like, and yeah. And, and you know, and the crowd lit up and it was like from like a zero sound atmosphere booing and Freddie just like hyping him up like crazy. And it was just, it was, it was really crazy from going to like a mean, tough crowd that was like hating or like, you know, and them showing a lot of love and being a good crowd like reciting lyrics and like doing whatever Freddie was telling them to do uh, and it ended up being a mm. good show you know? so, no it, it, it sounds fun and you know even if Madlib does bring the silence with him I have to see Freddie Gibbs and Madlib live before before I die and I won't be bringing yeah. Summit because he's and, not my friend it's like great shows the last tour the bandana tour was uh, was amazing too uh where they know each other more now that there's more of a routine. And, and also the surprising thing is where Madlib plays, he wants to play other shit than his own production. So most of the time they start with bandana and then uh, pinata, then bandana. And then, and then Madlib will like play some Kenny beach track from the Freddie album or like some shadow of a doubt tracks, you know, from Freddie. And uh, you only left twice. That's a great you know, album. And 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 then, and and Madlib wants you know he wants to see the crowd like you know 
mosh pitting and like, you know, and just going crazy. And um, yeah, I think, I think, I think it's great, you know, that he just wants to uh, play yeah, all the records that's awesome. to uh, mix. That's dope. He adapts to Freddie's versatility. Mm. You know? So let's take it to London. You're working with Lord Apex. He's buzzing. There's a there's a lot of um yes. I'm hearing lots of good things about Lord Apex. How did you and Lord Apex start your working relationship, and how's it going? Uh, really great, man. Uh, it's been it's been uh it's been about a year now. Um, really great. Um, came up because actually because of our last uh, Freddie and Madlib show in London at the. Um, O2 Kendrick's yeah. Town yeah. Forum. Late 2000, like October 2019. And um, and then um, I'm, I'm talking shit to one of my friends about British artists after the show. I'm like, you'll see like, see like, you know, none of your guys could do that shit, you know? And um and then he's like, you know what, you know, I understand, you know, mate, you know, like, uh, you know, that you, I don't really get into grime or drill, you know, it's like, and, uh, and he's like, yo, there's a kid in the crowd. He's actually nice. I was like, wait, he was at the show. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. His name, his name, Lord Apex, check him out. So I'm on tour, you know, and I, I, he's like, yo, check this, this tape. Um, and my boy Connor, he's like, yo, check this tape. It's called Smoke Sessions. So I check him out. I was like, yo, he's kind of nice, you know? Like, he, he doesn't sound like typical grime drill of what's cracking right now, but he also has, like, a younger touch to it, you know? He's not also, like, proper UK backpack crap, where he's more into... Like like a like an Earl sweatshirt, you or academy like type, a navy blue vibe, yeah. Uh, like uh, I found a lot of like doom vibes, a lot of uh, uh, currency vibes, you know. Um, and uh, and then also like you know, it's 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 no secret. Like I I I think that his his accent is not too strong. And I think he's very Americanized and he's very inspired by New York rap or just American rap in general. And, and for that fact, I was like, okay, this is a kid that Americans could get into and be like, okay, yeah, he's British, but I understand everything that he's saying because he's not rapping fast, grime flow, drill flow. And and also he's he's talking about you know shit that 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 comes from the U.S. like shit like it's not only like U.K. slang or stuff from London like he's like into like vintage clothing and like video games and stuff and like I was like okay yeah there's like stuff um, I first called him in January last year. <laughs> I'm like, yo, what's up, man? I'd like to, like, you know, see what you're about. And, like, um, 
and then uh, he was working on the on the mixtape, and I said I I can send you some beats for my boy and stuff, and uh, I have a friend in France that make beats, and then he's like, yeah, cool. I was like, you have management, so I can be in touch with your manager. He's like, no. I was like, you have an agent. He's like, no. I was like, you have anybody. He's like, no. It's just me. I was like, wait, you've done like colors, you've done like those projects and you've got like millions of streams on your last project smoke session too. And you just by yourself. And like, yeah, do my own merch, I do everything. I'm like, cool. Well, if you need help, you know, he's like, yeah, 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 for sure. Like, you know, especially with touring, he, he doesn't do much shows. He was like, I'm not really connected. So that's something maybe I was like, yo, if I get, you know, ideas, I'll call you back. I get off that phone call and I'm walking into a meeting with most Def's agent, Yasin Bay's agent, because I was about to help for uh, the Black on Both Side anniversary tour. He's like, oh, who are you talking to to make me wait for you, you know? I was like, oh, this kid, Lord Apex uh, from London, you know, um, nice kid. It's all I say. Next day, next day he calls me back. He's like, yo, me and most wants him to open for for him on the whole tour. I bro, I don't even work with him. <laughs> you know, I'm like, it happened like that. And I call Apex back and I'm like, bro, you should call me back ASAP. You know, he didn't pick up. And then he calls me back. He's like, yeah, what's up, man? Like, what do you want? I was like, oh, you, um, would you be interested in going on tour with Mo's Def for his 20th anniversary of Black on Both Sides? European tour. Sold out shows all over Europe. And then he's like, is this a joke? Like, are you trying to like, where are you trying to leave me? Like, you know? And I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, bro. It's like, it's really serious. Like, you know, um, and then he was like, where, when, you know, I'll pay for my own flights. <laughs> you know, I was like, you will, you will get paid for it too. You know? And then he was like, ah, oh, bet you ain't playing, <laughs> you know? And then we started from there. I guess, you know, he he appreciated that I was just bringing something on the table right off the bat, uh, opposed to asking for anything and just like, um, and then uh, we we've met uh, like like uh, a month later, like like February, late February last year. It's about a year ago, and we started working together, where. It was clear, like you know, if I can I can do management for you. Um, I went on tour with Wiki in March last year, and then COVID happened. So I called Apex. I'm like, bro, I can't I can't manage you, and let's 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 put in some work because nothing's about to happen in a while, and and you know if you if you really trying to trying to do some shit, you know, let's 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 put some thought and more thoughts and in, into what you're about to put out and, and then have like more strategic approach on, on your career. And, 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 uh, I've been, I've been waiting for that, 
you know. So we met a second time, and and then he was like, "Oh yeah, you know, like I gotta tell you, I'm like, I'm I'm, I'm emotional sometimes. I'm a cancer. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm a cancer too." And then he's like, "Oh, I'm I'm July 12th. I'm July 4th. He's like like my brother." And he was like, "All right, that's it. You're my manager, bro. <laughs> you know, like you're the same birthday as my brother." And then you know we 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 get along and 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 work together. Uh, it's pretty good flow. He's done a tremendous uh, progress on any aspect of the game, not only about rapping, just understanding things. Uh, um, I'm really proud of like what we've accomplished and things came naturally where I think people in general uh, just, just, just mess with him. Like whenever I send them music or, you know, um, started like with like, car WIP they were like yo we'd like to uh work with you guys uh basically sponsor him and 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 um give him a platform and then uh uh my boy Vidon as uh, producer um who produced for ASAP Rocky Davies the Griselda Cats uh Jadakiss and he's he's like He's, I think to me, he's the best in the U.S. as like as discovering new cats, especially from the East Coast, where he was the first to like really give like platforms to like cats like, you know, Willie the Kid, Ito, um, you know, a, a lot of cats. He was doing full albums with them, like, you know, and I think um, he was the per- perfect guy to do a project with for Apex because I told Apex there's two things that I've noticed like there's like like a lot of different producers on your projects and then also you've got to think more of like live performance and he, he was also being categorized quite a lot into lo-fi which was one of the things that he told me like yo I, I don't like people to put an etiquette on me I like trap music I like boom bap i like you know hardcore like shit like you know heavier beats and stuff i I like all kinds of stuff and he's a proper head where he he's a student like he he listens to everything everything and he loves to discover shit so i'm able to send him all kinds of stuff like it's more shit from like the 90s that i listen to you know because i'm like you know i i I'm stuck in the past. <laughs> you're, yeah. you're not. You're not the only one. You know. You're not the only one. Nah, but you know what? You know, you're not stuck in the past because you're using all that all that you've known and learned through the music and through your experience in, mm. in music to then tr- yeah. to actually pass pass that wisdom on to your artist. And I think that's incredible, bro. And it's I love the organic nature of how you guys. And I'll connected. also add to that as well. You're not stuck in the past, like Summit said. You know what you like. And that's absolutely fine. Yeah. I think more people need yeah. to be comfortable with yeah. who they are and the things they like and enjoy life because it's way too short to do things that you don't want to do. There's a mer- there's amazing new albums and like, um, you know, Alfredo's freaking amazing. There's like crazy albums by like, like from like post 2000. You know, my, my favorite is like, that 95, 98 era, 
like even a bit before like 93, 94. But there's like new stuff that come out like every day, like sick shit, like, you know, that, that I, 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 I get into, of course. Um, but it's like, um, there's, there's a need like of that emotion and, and it's like, it's very important for me, <laughs> you know, it's always, you know, maybe it's like the, the French in me, you know, I always say like for, you know, people in general, you know, I'm not, I'm not like all about business. I'd rather have like a good coffee or a good meal with you, you know? Yeah, no. Uh, speaking of connecting with people, we should take a moment because there is a, another friend of the show, Snips, who you also know. Let's take a moment to talk about DJ Snips. How did you meet Snips? Because I know you guys have a good relationship. So how did you meet him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, you know, Snips, Snips is like he was one of the first guys. So I've 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 moved to New York and. 2005 uh until like 2008 i was working for for us brand vilnia boys club and ice cream doing a little bit of things here and there for star trek helping whatever i could i was still like bubbling and you know getting to know people and and then um and there was that guy in Brooklyn um, doing mixtapes and like DJing shows with DJ set named Jay Ronin. Yeah. And um, basically my uh, visa papers were got fucked up by my manager at the Nervous Club. <laughs> he filled up one side of the sheet. You know, and 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 only sent that one sign filled up. And when I got the result of like my renewal, they were like denied. I put hands and feet on that And person. then when I called, they were like, well, you never filled like half of the information. And I'm like, oh God. And even for us, lawyer couldn't do nothing. So they, um, I, I, I found like, so I got a letter, like within a month, you got to leave the States and, uh, I was like, I can't go back to France. Not, not now. Like, you know, everybody's like, you know, all my old friends or whatever. I'm, I'm not trying to, like, even for my parents, like, you know, it seemed like a failure, you know? And, 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 uh, I was like, where can I go? You know? So I went, um, I went to London for 10 months. And, and um, I didn't, I had no connections. I didn't know nobody. And Jeroni was like, yo, my man, uh, you should connect with my man Snips. I had work a project with Shabam Sadiq called Relentless and 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 DJ Snips. I was in touch with him on email and stuff. And he had he had done uh the mix for that project. And um that's also like a beginning of management for me, uh, Shabam Sadiq. And then, um, and then he was my first connection. And then it was like, it was the beginning of like, um, his crew and his party. Uh, I'm like living proof was cracking at, it was like around Oxford circus, that tiny place marketplace. 
crazy sweat box playing <laughs> all my favorite shit you know like best parties i ever been in london you know uh, it was it was amazing i would i would go there with snips like dumb early when nobody's there and and leave at the end with him when everybody was gone and that's how i created a great friendship with budgie too right 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 uh khalil raj also you know much love to them but but what like budgie and snips you know did they're my boys like brothers for life yes i even took uh snips on uh on freddie's tour and and there's like insane stories and but on like good tip you know that i could tell you uh I would like to tell one because I think it's more, <laughs> it's more like positive, positive, you know. Uh, uh, we were in Paris in 2014 on like a 28th, 28 dates tour. Freddie would, he was off a run of like a eight or nine show in a row, which is crazy. We did our show in Paris and then uh, promoted the show. Boy, Yannick, he's like, yo, there's a private show, a private showcase at David Lynch Club in Paris. David Lynch owns a club called Silencio. It's kind of like Soul House. So you got to have like a card member. It's like 5K a year to get in like maybe like max 200 capacity in there and he's like yo come through mob deep plane all right pretty want to go to the club hell yeah you know we'll go to the club in paris get there they get us a nice table mob deep comes out on stage and surprise showcase for vips you know like it's just models and industry and you know actors and just people with money <laughs> <laughs> that probably didn't know like mob deep like that you know and then uh it was uh what's his name ski beats djing from mob deep so i'm like whoa okay and then they were doing like three or four songs they shout out they see freddie they shout him out. And it's like, this is our last song. They play like four or five songs max. And you'll come on stage. So we all go on stage and they play Shark One's part two. So I'm like, Theophilus London was there too. It was like, so that's one of my first encounter with Mob um, Deep. So we, uh, we finished the show, go backstage, have a couple of drinks. I'm like, hi, like huge Mob Deep fan. I'm trying to keep my tour manager. <laughs> you know, that's that. Those are the moments where you've got to know how, like, not to be a loud mouth, not to be drunk or acting like a goofball. You know, right? Because like when Prodigy's like, hey, you want some Henny? 
you know, and you're like, hell yeah, you know, like, <laughs> what the fuck, you know, like, this is my favorite song, you want to say crazy shit, there's all kinds of things coming through your head, you know, you're, a, I'm a fan, bro, HNIC, the infamous, you know, like, L on Earth, you know, and like, and so we, like, you know, we have, like, we chilling and shit, uh, um, they bounce and you know, Freddie's like, all right, yeah, there's like, it's cracking, it's a club. So, and then <laughs> we have our own table and we see like a crowd moving, and then there's like seven or eight huge, I'm talking like mountain guys, like all like. You know, at least like six foot five, and like huge guys, and they walk through the crowd, and everybody's just like, like what the fuck? Table right next to us, Floyd Mayweather shows up just for because that's the type of club. It's like a private club. Nobody's gonna fuck with him. It's not like a club with 2,000 people in there, like, random. Like, nobody's gonna... And Freddie's like, yo, like... So Freddie gets in fan mode, and he's like, yo, I've got to meet him. And <laughs> that's when the plug comes in. <laughs> See? He's a plug. So... I... I go see the manager of the club, and I'm like, yo think we can he's like yo he doesn't want to be bothered it's Floyd Mayweather okay and I know so in his security is this guy Tower he's like seven footer monster google him like I look like a midget right next to him and I'm like (laughs) (laughs) and I'm like and I take the strongest French accent I can. Right. Excuse me. uh, I work for Silencio Club. I'm the manager here. Wow. And I I have a good client here named Freddie Gibbs that wants to meet Floyd. I didn't say I was working for Freddie Gibbs. He would be like... Right, right, right. And then he was like, let me ask him. And Floyd, he was like, he knew him. So he's like, yo, come over my table. We end up at fucking Floyd Mayweather table drinking and shit. And it's like, and just, you know, uh, Freddie ends up like drunk and, and it's just, you know. Um, and yeah, and to finish that that thing, uh, his phone died. So Freddie was like, pass me your phone. And he gave my phone to Floyd. Floyd put his number. I, I don't know if that number is still in, but I, I have Floyd Mayweather's number in my phone. <laughs> <laughs> so that's crazy. Mob deep to Floyd Mayweather. That's insane. Bro, uh, from a great show from Freddie to go into an after party that we didn't know. And then he tells us like, oh yeah, it's a surprise mob deep show. That I was already cool mm. with that. And then like, and then like we get like VIP treatment, like they give us a table. Ski Beats is there. Like I fucking love Ski Beats. We get to meet the guys and talk to them. Like it was literally like no entourage, no. It was like 
four of us, Freddy's crew, and literally four of them in Mob Deep's crew. And it was like one manager, Prodigy, Havoc, Ski Beats. It's very literally. random, just Mob Deep uh, performing in a, a very um, high-rated establishment. They had a show the next day in a huge venue okay. in Makes sense. Paris. All right. And, and they were there the day before. They had a show the next day uh, at a huge venue. Uh, I think it was Bataclan or something like that. And then uh, they were, I guess they were getting a quick check. You know, the I don't night blame before, them at you know? all. <laughs> and it's like one of my best memory with Freddie, you know. Um, and then, and you know, I'm not going to lie. I had a couple of drinks. Yeah, that you night. deserve it, man. <laughs> as you should. Like, as you should. Just because you're like, I mean... You know, you're 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 at the club and stuff, and then you're just having fun, you know. But still, like, I still had to, uh, you know, getting in and uh, get him in the van and get him back to the hotel because the next day we were going to another city, you know. But uh, yeah, that's that's like fun stories, and there's like so many unexpected one another super unexpected one was uh dizzy rascal wanting to come to dom kennedy's show at xoyo right <laughs> dom's first show in london and uh, my friend's like yo um can i give your number to dizzy rascal he's trying to come with like seven people <laughs> and i'm like what the fuck um, yeah, so he, the guy, I put him on the list and the guy texts me like, yo, I'm at the door. Like, you know, you know. <laughs> that's actually so random. XOIO has a backstage smaller than my bathroom, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and then he's like, yo, let's go to my crib. I'm like, well, yeah, I'm like, dumb, you won't. dumb, didn't know this is a rascal. <laughs> I, I you know I, of course i know he's a rascal you know and it was like 2013 so it's still like you know very very relevant like you know and <laughs> and then he was like yo let's go to my crib after it's a bit far i gotta let you know and he lives in like Kent or something and in the middle of nowhere. And then uh, <laughs> he puts us in a van. Like he got us like a private van with a driver and shit. Like really like class treatment, you know. And then we arrive in the boonies, like in the middle of a forest. It's like just his crib with like fucking Ferraris all over, Lambos and shit. Like, and um has like pool and all kinds of crazy shit. It has a studio. And then, and then uh, he's trying to do a song with them. And he's like, yo, you know, and I was 100% sure. And, you know, Dom might watch this, but he's still an idiot for not doing it. You know, I was like, yo, this is Dizzy Rascal, bro. Like he's literally like selling millions, you know, like, and I was like, nah, man, I'm just trying to, like, very cool guy, <laughs> you know, just trying to have a drink after the show, you know, chilling, you know. This guy is, like, welcoming us, like, really cool. And then 
Dizzy was like, yo, let's get something. And you, you after he was like, yo, you think I love my type of party? You know, you think we could do a UK remix maybe? I was like, dumb, if you do this, you will fucking blow up here, you know? He was like, nah, I'm not even here to rap, like, to do anything. I'm like, damn. Like, wow. And like three, four in the morning, random as fuck, but I guess Dizzy had texted him, Tiny Tempa comes. And that's when Tiny Tempa is like number one, number one, bro. Pass out, pass out Tiny Tempa. Yeah. Yeah. Tiny Tempa shows up at Dizzy's crib. And he's like, yo, I'm the biggest fan, bro. I let's do my type of party remix with Dizzy. Let's do it now. Try to like, and Dom is like, nah. Can we do a track? Nah. Nothing. Nothing. Mate. I I I respect I respect the decision. He was just there, like, I'm just like I, trying to, I'm just I, chilling. I understand bro. it. Look, I yeah, understand it. We love but. we love Dom. We love Dom over here, but um he should have done it. He should have done it. Yeah, he should have done it. He should have done it, bro. He should have t- he should have heeded the advice the advice of the plug. And he should have done it. He <laughs> should have obeyed the vibe. You you have this sometimes- was a big fan and he's a big Freddie fan too. He showed up at a couple Freddie shows. He, well, what's, he, what's really um what's really interesting about that though is sometimes, you know, you look at certain artists and you they've got fans that you wouldn't necessarily expect. Like I would have never picked Dom Kennedy to be someone that Dizzy Rascal was a fan of. Like, I just wouldn't have put the two together. And I think that's an amazing story. Yeah. And I mean, my type of party was cracking. The Yellow Album, bro, has Kendrick, has Rick Ross on it. It has, uh, you know, it's, it's, Dom was like top independent artist and, and, and cracking. And that's like before TDE. That's, I mean, J-Rock was there, but Kendrick wasn't there. Schoolboy wasn't there. Nipsey was like, you know, um, starting to make noise and shit. But, you know, Dom had like a couple tapes and like, he, he had was a like. He had a moment. I remember yeah. the moment. Yeah, my type of party was huge. So, yeah. it, you know, um, but yeah, un- unexpected, you know, it's like. It was it was a good night. It was yeah, a good yeah, no, night. definitely. Dom should have done I, it. Though, I don't bro. think I've ever seen Dizzy since. You know, <laughs> <laughs> listen, he can't escape the Jedi plug. That's the thing. That's the thing about you, Mac. You're I will Jedi. We'll cross path one. Uh, we'll cross path one day. Absolutely. Again. Listen, bro, you've been incredible for us, bro. We've um we've really enjoyed the stories, uh, and your time. Um, and yeah, you're, you're the plug now. That's, that's, I'm, I'm locking you in as the plug. That's not, you know what though? I, um, I had the, uh, I had the name of this episode in my head already and this whole plug thing took over. So that's going to be the name of the episode. Nah, it's Max, man. It's Max, the plug. The plug. He's the plug. He's the plug. The plug. No, you gotta, you, I, I'm, I'm so glad you mentioned all these stories and talked mm. through the advice because you've given a real holistic view of not only your journey, but what it takes to stay in this business and do it well, right? Because the thing about it is, is people, a lot of people are assholes. Yeah. That's, that can't be said for you. And also you've got the talent and the know-how and you're doing that. You're doing that with Apex. You've done it your whole career. And I think that's the wonderful thing. And so I'm so glad that you've highlighted those stories, bro. Cause it really Thank shows. You, it's just a, try not to force things in general, you know? And it's like a lot of people, they're just so eager to right. 
bypass some steps, you know, and sometimes, I mean, it works for some people, you know, being an asshole and stepping on top of each other. For me, it's a different type of thing. You know, if I'm, if I'm content with like what I've achieved and like, like the career and stuff that I've done, the people that I've worked with, you know, that matters above everything. That's why like, you know, relationships, you know, they, they matter uh, more to me. And, and, and then, you know, um, if, 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 uh, if, if Buckshot or if Sean Price was alive and tell me that like, you, you want to come on tour with me, I, I'm, I'm not going to say, yo, Freddie is cracking right now. Him and Alchemist got the album of the year. Him and Madlib got the album of the year, bro. I don't got time for you. Mm. You know, yeah. I don't got time for you, Asheroth. Mm. You know, it's not 2009 anymore, bro. Like, that's not who you are, bro. Hell, fucking no! Like, yeah. I'm going on tour with you. You know, I'm 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 gonna do it because that's 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 uh, that's what matters. Yeah, that. But that that's also a testament to to your longevity, bro, and will be. You gotta remember that. that's a testament to your longevity, bro. Yeah, and and then it, it goes for for everybody. You know, when I go on tour, one of the first things that I say to entourage, I, I think artists know that, but like entourage, I'm like, yo, say hi to everybody, say goodbye, and thank you to everybody. Shake hands from the fucking you know guy sweeping mopping the floor before and after the show to the bartender or your sound man and and. It goes a long way, and you never know who these kids gonna be. Like mm. the opener or the opener might become somebody, you know. Macklemore was opening for Strong Arm Steady, who I was working with, who were the opener of Talib Kweli. You understand? Mm-hmm. Like Macklemore was opening for Strong Arm Steady, who was the opener of Talib Kweli. Macklemore sold. 64 million singles of uh thrift shop, shop. Mm-hmm. and 32 million of you know like the other same love you know, yeah he's a he's a he's a multi-platinum uh his his the second went gold and this and his last one went gold again or it might have went platinum the la- the gemini one the last one You've you've got to respect that. Yeah, <laughs> you know? facts. But facts. like like his first few project and Macklemore is like on some boom bap shit, rap rapidly rap shit. So you never know. You never know who might who might who might make it super uber big. Mm. And you might think some guys got it, and then a few years later, you know, they're back to like you know, being like super underground, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. We've seen it happen so many times. You're 100% right. We've seen it happen yeah. so many times. Now, I appreciate you, bro. We appreciate thank you. Thank you so much uh, for your time, man. We appreciate thank it. you, man. Like, thank you for doing what you guys are doing because like, it's, it's, it's just like, you know, making history and like, you know, recording it. You know, all these stories and like I watched the OC one, he's one of my favorite MC. Come on now. You know, like same. One of my like favorite performers too. And he that guy never stops. Like 
all these things they're like very 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 necessary appreciate you bro man. yeah we, we you, appreciate man. you and when you come to london we got a place on basketball please yeah 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 yeah, yeah. definitely because i'm not on this football thing but i'm on the basketball thing uh, you know i used to play ball i used to play college bro i, I played d1 in france that's that's cool you can beat me that's fine yeah. i'm coming outside i'm outside <laughs> i'm outside yeah man yeah definitely let's do definitely it. and then i'll tell you some more stories no love to i've got you got, got them all, plenty, bro. You, you the plug, more. bro. You the plug, bro. You got <laughs> when you come to London, we'll, you know, if Snips is around, we'll, you know, we'll all have a powwow and um, celebrate and share some war stories. Yeah, man, definitely. definitely. Thank you, brother. All right, man. Thank you so much for your time. Peace. Big thanks to Max all the way in France. Tune bro. He's an hour ahead, bro. He just he just spent all that time with us on this fine evening. In Toulouse and, and in Toulouse. To, yeah, but to speak to Toulouse is like us, right? Man's yeah, winning in two come lose. On, come Double on, man. Come on, Come on, man. Come on now. Yeah, winning no, in two lose. No, no, no. Bro, um, when we talk about entendre, then only speak about hove in it. No, don't do that, that because I rap two in it. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> you got a new, you got a new song coming yeah, out tomorrow, right? bro. It's the first song talk I um, I recorded in my in my house. Parts unknown. That's the name of my little studio. Wow. So um, yeah, Parts it's a song unknown. with A One from A One on Phonics. Uh, shout out to A One, yeah. friend of the show. He's he was on the show. We connected. We spoke. And he said to me, you know, we're long overdue to do a song. And we did it. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. The first of many, it's right? It's going to be the first of many. And, you know, it's it's one of those things that was meant to happen because he's in a duo. Me and Imperial are in a duo. And, you know, message boards and SoundCloud comments, like, over the years, it's been, oh, A1 and Phonics, you know, should do a song with Imperial and Kinetic and vice versa. And um, they're familiar with us and we're familiar with them. So we're fans of each other. And I think that's the most important thing. So... Yeah, shout out to A1. And um, hopefully, fingers crossed, there's going to be a Phonics remix of said song. Excellent. Mm. Excellent. That's dope. That's dope. Mm. But yeah, this is um, this is a great episode we've had with Max. Really insightful. Um, the thing that sticks out to me is don't try to be friends. Yeah, I tell you every day, I bro. I ain't be... trying to be friends with these, man. I ain't trying to be friends with you. You ain't trying to be friends with me. <laughs> this is true. I ain't trying this to be friends true. with you. When you call me, I know, who's I know. on the podcast? Safe. Speak later. Yeah, that's all. I, that's that's my yeah, job at the moment. Man. It's just like I'm booking this. Beat it. Turn up. I'll get some people, man. Beat it. <laughs> nah, nah. But look, honestly, appreciate Max for his time. Um, this is I'm I'm those we're gonna hear those stories that he told us. Those tour stories are incredible. Reference points. He needs a part two. Yes. I want to share one thing though that really stood out to me from what he was saying, and I think as a young creative, oftentimes we look at the people who are at the forefront, so the rappers and the singers. And I want to encourage all the young listeners out there that this entertainment industry, whether it's music, movies, fashion, whatever, it's a massive ecosystem. And there's so many different things that you can do that bring value and can generate income for yourself. So you don't have to be the rapper. You don't have to be the singer. You can be the tour manager like Max. You can be the radio DJ like Big Haas. There's so many different things you can do to add value and you get you know you might develop new skills and you might just find something new that you enjoy and you're and you're passionate about so um keep an open mind and try different things man there's so many things out there for us and you to do absolutely and that's what well, that is well said i'm not gonna say much more but just plug the socials uh you can find us at break the atoms twitter facebook you sure Instagram. you, sure you want to do this yeah fuck the socials um that'll be the new <laughs> thing i think uh chris's personal is i am kinetic mine is at hip-hop chronicle we appreciate all the listeners as always uh, for rocking with us um, if you're new 
welcome if you have uh, been us with us since day one peace and love safe yeah, safe yeah safe <laughs> yeah to everyone listening in it safe. safe safe um but no we we appreciate each and every one of you from wherever you are from all the corners of the globe uh we'll be back with more episodes until next time peace peace <laughs>